Welcome, 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 everyone. And this is Quarters, Halves, and Rounds, the podcast of uh, NBA basketball presented to you by Trilogy Fox. I want to start off today's show with saying rest in peace to Elgin Baylor. Uh, definitely an NBA legend, averaging 25 points over his career and 10 rebounds a game over his career. Those are career numbers of a double-double, and he's one of four players to do that. And only Michael Jordan and Wilt Chamberlain have averaged 25 points or more during their career. So Elgin Baylor, thank you for what you contribute to the game. Uh, today, I definitely want to go in the topics of, uh, we're going to talk about a little trade rumors. And then we're going to go into a segment where we actually get to break down how the playing tournament works for the NBA this year, as it's a newly put piece. So sit back, enjoy, and thank you for tuning in. What's up? What's up, y'all? Trilogy Fox in the building today. Um, I think we should spend some time talking about the games that happened tonight because we had a couple games on the NBA floor tonight that was pretty interesting and uh, definitely helped with the. They definitely go over the standings and whatnot. Uh, we'll, we'll go through a small overview of the games tonight. We had the. Um, We had the Kings and the Cavaliers. We had the Thunder and the Timberwolves. We had the uh, Hornets and the Spurs. The Rockets and the Raptors. The Pacers and the Bucks. The Celtics and the Grizzlies. The Jazz and the Bulls. And for the final game, we had the uh, Atlanta Hawks and the Clippers. To begin the night with the uh, Kings and the Cavaliers. Let's just say Tyrese Halliburton has heard that LaMelo will be out for the rest of the year. I don't know if everyone heard that yet, but Tyrese Halliburton heard that. It's clearly heard. He had 28 points tonight, and he is one of the runners-up for Rookie of the Year behind LaMelo Ball. So his play and his improvement only shows that he's really geared towards still getting that that trophy for the end of the season. And it, it for a lot of people... Who don't know, I voted LaMelo Ball to be the player who's basically the rookie of the year. He's one of my favorite players, LaMelo Ball. But tonight, it was about Tyrese Halliburton, who had 28 points for the Kings. And the Kings actually outlasted the Cavaliers and beat them 119 to 105. Um, Buddy Heald tonight, amazing. Amazing Buddy Heald. But he usually is amazing from the three. Um... Rolling over into the next game, we had the Thunder and the Timberwolves. Thunder and Timberwolves, you really thought the Thunder was going to come in as the underdogs to the Timberwolves. But the Thunder actually ended up pulling out a win, 112 to 103, the Timberwolves. Now, the Thunder's a rebuilding team, as we remember. And in the standings, the Thunder is are the 11th team. The Timberwolves are actually the 15th team in the league. Right now, I mean, the 15th West Coast team. And it's sad to see the Timberwolves here because I felt they were a little bit closer to having their rebuild done or a little bit more closer to, you know, being having a good structure. 
after Anthony Towns and going out there and getting D'Lo and and then drafting Anthony Edwards, like their their play doesn't reflect it. Not at all. But also, I realize a lot of times when I'm watching their games, as watching highlights, that they're very late on defensive shifts. They slide very late. They they need a coach who's going to implement defense on there. That that's. That's the Timberwolves' problem. See, the Timberwolves were one time when they were coached by Tom Thibodeau, a top team in offense, if you go back to then. Statistically, they were a, a top 10 team in offense when coached by Thibodeau. The only thing that left was Thibodeau, but when he left, the defense left. So they really do need a defensive coach in order to kind of bring them out of this 15th spot. It, this was definitely a good game for the Thunder because, once again, it's one of the youngest teams in the NBA. One of the youngest teams. You don't expect them to win this game. They're in the 11th spot. The 11th spot sits right behind the Grizzlies at 10. The 11th spot is right there behind the play-in spot for the tournament this year. Um, The Hornets and the Spurs. I was really surprised to see this Hornets game. Um, This is a Hornets game without LaMelo Ball. And And 100... 100 to 97. Spurs losing. I don't really ever look at the Spurs too much, but this year they're in seventh seed. And the Hornets are currently right now still battling to stay in playoff contention. They are lower than the seventh seed right now. And they're going to have to do a lot of work in order to stay in contention without LaMelo Ball being in their lineup. A lot of work. A lot. LaMelo was a lot to lose because he was definitely rookie of the year. I don't care what nobody says. Hands down, I haven't seen a person with his vision. His vision is amazing. People always talk about how other players on the Hornets squad are, is, are usually looking for LaMelo before a play establishes or it begins. Like, off the rebound, they're looking for LaMelo. You got to take into consideration, this is a... 19-year-old rookie that they're, they're, they're looking for, grown men are looking for in order to lead them down the floor and make and execute the right decision. His vision is just amazing. To have that kind of trust from your teammates first year, he went from the bench to starting. I'm telling you, this kid is official, LaMelo Ball. Official. Also, we have a game by the uh, the Raptors. The Raptors end up playing the Rockets tonight. The Raptors and the Rockets played. Uh, I want to definitely give a shout out to John Wall. This was a top performance for me, for John Wall. John Wall had 19 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. He showed that he could be dominant in this game. He also showed that he is aerodynamic again. Again, man. Uh, I haven't seen John Wall... You know, John Wall had two years, basically, where he sat. It's good to see him back at this level of feeling comfortable on the court, being dominant on the court, producing on the court. And it was just significant enough to see John Wall do this as he took a team that was in a 19-game losing streak and a head coach who's a head coach for the first time. And, you know, he's also a black head coach, too. And only 7% of the league is are black head coaches right now. And it's important that he don't lose his job. So 
you have John Wall take this team and he actually turned it all around by not letting them extend this losing streak anymore. And I'm I'm very happy that John Wall reached out there. He did that. He dug down. I seen that it was way better basketball being played with the Houston Rockets with my boy uh, Christian Woods actually returned. I like Christian Woods because he's a workhorse. He worked to be there. He worked to be in the NBA. And as many times as he was removed from teams, went to the Gene League, he has actually signed a really well, nice contract for him, himself inside of Houston. And I hope they keep him and do not trade him away. Next up on the board, it was the uh, Pacers and the Bucks. And I'm never a real big Giannis fan. I, I, I understand... He's amazing, but I really could never really get into the games. I think I watched this game because of the Pacers. The Pacers are a team that's kind of scary because Karis LeVert just came back. And with Karis LeVert just coming back, tonight he had 19 points. 19 points. He just This kid was just diagnosed with a disease almost that could kill him. And he had the treatment, came back, and he had 19-5-5 tonight. It was a really... Hard game for the Indiana Pacers. They're still meshing, coming together. The The score was 140 to 113. Pacers 113, the Bucks 140. I mean, when you look at the, the, the box score, Giannis, Giannis uh, was Giannis, and he did not play tonight. That is crazy. That was 140 to 113. Without Giannis playing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because the the Pacers are supposed to be a playoff team. But then you have to look at where they're sitting in the playoffs. And they're sitting really low. They're sitting in that playing tournament spot. And like I said, this is still a team where if they bring it together and they face the right team in the playoffs, they could go. They could go in the playoffs. They could pass the first round. It's a team definitely, me as a Knicks fan, I do not want to face. I don't want to face... The Pacers, as they have offense, they have Karis LeVert back with defensive team, but their offense was was still generating without Karis LeVert. He was truly missing. Uh, I, I still don't see TJ Warren, and I don't even know if he's gonna come back this season. Uh, I have no 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 news on that or anything, but it's just this Pacers team is kind of stacked low key. And a lot of people don't realize that. And this is just not a team I want to be seeing in the playoffs as a Knicks fan. Um, shout out to the Bucks for the win. Also tonight, we had an, another game between the Celtics and the uh, the Grizzlies. This game actually went into overtime. And I just want to say John Morant is very, very much the play I wish a year ago that the Knicks got the ability to draft. Because he's just the point guard that we need. Um... But he's a point guard that a lot of teams could use. He's so talented, so skilled. I think the game right now he's playing at is where he basically can play to the sense where he shifts things in his way to happen. But I feel like him learning the NBA over the years, he can also work heavily in systems and break down way more. Right now, it's like he forces you to play with him. When he learns to play with the NBA, it's going to be so different. It's going to be a different John Wall. I feel like there's still a level to his game to come. Uh, I was very happy to see this game tonight. This was a good game. and actually ended with the Celtics losing 126 to the 
Memphis Grizzlies, 132. The Grizzlies now... We got the Memphis Grizzlies now sitting at 20 and 20, playing basketball, definitely an important time in the season coming up. Uh, you don't want to be in a playing basketball in the West Coast almost. You don't. And you don't want to be close to being close to the Thunder. The Thunder is not that far out of playing basketball if you think about it. The Memphis Grizzlies needed this win tonight. The Boston Celtics definitely needed this win tonight. They definitely miss Jason Tatum. I feel like if Jason Tatum was there, he would have changed the aspect of the game. Uh, people, y'all got to realize they lost 132 to 126. You put Jason Tatum in there, it's definitely going to change the plus and minus uh, uh, of that that score. I don't believe it's going to be the same. He's definitely missed. Uh, Jason Tatum is another one of my favorite players. Another one. And just a brilliant kid and... Team Pisces, let's go. Team Pisces, one of the last people also to get trained by Kobe Bryant. Uh, love the kid. Uh, let's talk about the Jazz and Bulls. The Jazz and Bulls, the score at 120 to 95. You know, this was going to be an easy win for the for the Jazz. The Bulls needed to win, but once again, they 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 you know let let. They let people know who they are. They're the Bulls. They're not going to pull out wins against teams like the Jazz. I'm sorry. They're, they're the ninth place team in the East right now, sitting at 19 and 23. That's still playing basketball, the ninth seed. And a lot of teams in the East can battle now. Like, I really think you're only safe in the East if you had a certain position. But I'll bring that up later. And the last game of the night uh, we're going to talk about is... Uh, Hawks and the Clippers. The Hawks and the Clippers, amazing game. Uh, be only because of all the trade rumors around the Hawks right now. Like it's like fire sale or to upgrade. Like it's it's funny talking about it. Uh, and soon we're gonna go into trades. But this game end where it was John Collins, one of the most cold named for an NBA in by a general manager right now is a uh, twenty seven. Um, had twenty three and seven rebounds. Clint Capella with an easy double double at 12 and 14. Trey Young had 28 and 8. That's eight assists to go with five rebounds. I never really look for Trey Young to get a lot of rebounds. He's he's a short guy. <laughs> uh and Bogdanovich had uh 12 points. And I understand a lot about people talking about Bogdanovich's move to another team as I just thought it was gonna work all all better when he came to Atlanta. I thought it was just going to be like on some catch and shoot, uh, a lot of threes, uh, excelled player, you know, something that he showed you that he was while playing with the Kings. Clippers, definitely a nice win for the Clippers. The Clippers are now 28 and 16. The Hawks sitting at 22 and 1. I mean, yeah, 22 and 21. Uh, you got Kawhi Leonard tonight. Very nice Kawhi game. 25, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. I think it's Ivan Zubak or Ian Zubak. Can't remember. He had uh, 12 points and not 9 nine rebounds. That's a nice game for him. Poor George, I don't know where you at, bro. I don't know where you at. You had 33 minutes. You had 8 points, 7 assists, 3 rebounds. Yeah, I can't sit here and be like, I'm fine with Paul George only having 8 points. I'm really not. I'm really not fine with Paul George having eight points because I, I used to be a Paul George fan many years ago. Uh, 
I don't know how it goes with falling in and out of being fans. I think sometimes as people, we just be like, yeah, that's my favorite player. And then you realize like, hey, look, that player is playing in a, on a team you really don't almost care about. And then it goes from being your favorite player to being a guy on the team. I'm, <laughs> I think I might be real on this one. I just might be real. Um, so after this, I, I definitely want to go into the topic of uh, trades and rumors in the NBA. So trades and rumors coming up next. Let's go. All right. It's that time, y'all. NBA rumors. I'm here to hit y'all with the latest rumors going on. Free agency is coming up. That is March 25th. It would be the last day that players are allowed to exchange players between each other. Uh, after that, teams are locked and set, and we head into playoffs. And that's where I'll break down the... Um, that's why I wanted to touch on the fact of the playing tournament today. But right now, we're just going to go over briefly a couple of trades that tried to exist recently. One of the trades was Marvin Bagley going to Detroit for Sadiq Bay, which was turned down. And I feel like the Detroit Pistons was correct for turning down a trade for Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley does not play defense. He's the reason why. Not entirely. He's part of the reason why the Kings have the worst defense in the league. I mean, they are the worst defensive team in the league. And I think they're trying to establish something with defense in Detroit. Uh, I do want to see Detroit, you know, turn everything around. Hopefully, because it was cool when Detroit was a good team. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. The, the league was pretty cool when Detroit was a good team. It was nice uh, yelling for Detroit. As, as uh, You got Marvin Bagley also being offered in a deal for John Collins. I do not think that deal is one of the deals that I can openly say, hey, look, I'm going to pull the trigger on this because John Collins is an amazing athlete. Uh, I only see the win for the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings... We're getting a lot of the net win. Now, if they're looking for Marvin Bagley to stand alongside Clint Capella and play that four, oh, man, it, it might be a nice matchup because Clint Capella is a defensive anchor right now, and he, he will always be a defensive anchor. That's where he starts out, and he had a double-double tonight. Great play. Um, I'm looking for Aaron Gordon to move, though. If you want to talk about any room, I'm looking for Aaron Gordon to move. I'm happy we're hearing the Aaron Gordon uh, rumors to Denver Nuggets because I do feel like he can be a Jeremy Grant type player. And I do feel like them losing Jeremy Grant after last year's playoffs was the big difference in what happened with the Denver Nuggets. The big difference that happened in Denver Nuggets. Uh, Victor Oladipo, I'm I'm not interested in seeing where he's going. And the only reason why I'm not interested is to see where Victor Oladipo is going is because I almost feel like he's a brat. Like, he'll play different depending on where he's at. And this is more like, I just want to see you play the game because you love the game. Like, his threes are down. He doesn't remind me of the same player. I don't know if he's suffering through injuries or maybe his mental is off from all the injuries happening and so much time taking off. You know, you never know where a player is at mentally, but at the same point, it just... The, the Victor Oladipo talk is a lot of talk, and I hope no team buys too high for him. I definitely hope my Knicks don't go too high for Victor Oladipo and say, hey, look, we're willing to give you a first-round draft pick because the kid's not 
I'm not giving a first round draft pick. I'm not. Not a Dallas pick that's unprotected. I'm not a, even a Dallas pick protected. You have Harrison Barnes. A lot of teams want Harrison Barnes because of the veteran, his veteran, uh, you know, his veteran leadership. And I believe he was part of that Warriors team that was champions one year. And it just, where's he been since then? Like, I think he should just sit right there in Sacramento. I know that's not the direction they're going. They're not going with older players. They're doing a youth movement. But I, I feel like he's just someone who should be there to train the locker room. Co- kind of like a Udonis Haslam. He's He can be an immortal king. You guys are seeing what I'm saying? Like, he can be an immortal king. <laughs> Let me stop playing around. Um, normal power moving around sounds pretty dope because he's playing on the Toronto Raptors and from the COVID testing, the playing in Tampa and everything constantly switching, he might, might just have the illest come up if he's traded anywhere else outside of Toronto right now, which is playing in Tampa Bay. So I'm looking at Lonzo Ball and the Knicks rumors. I really don't think Lonzo Ball is the answer for the Knicks at point guard. I understand his play, his minutes. I understand the analytics. I understand looking at what he does. I'm looking at the person. Uh, He's on a team with a lot of hard workers. He's on a team with a lot of Duke players. They are not always happy with Lonzo Ball and his decision-making and how he is as a player. I don't think the Knicks need that in their locker room right now. I think they do need a two-guard that's a star, and their point-guard play has only been hurt because Derrick Rose is out. You know, they have focused on not using Austin Rivers. They'll decide where they want to go with the point-guard situation, but I don't think Lonzo Ball is the answer for their point-guard situation at all. It also looks like the Bulls have an interest in Lonzo Ball, and honestly... That wouldn't be bad. I'd laugh if the Bulls go out there and supposedly do a crazy trade. And this is crazy uh, to think about. If they bring in Julius Randle and not only bring Julius Randle. Yes, I said Julius Randle. If the Bulls try to get Julius Randle and bring in Alonzo Ball, they actually have a team. Hypothetically, like this is a hilarious scenario to play out. If Lonzo Ball leaves and I threw out there, that was that was my big surprise today. I feel like Julius Randle can still get traded. Number 30. Number 30 for the Knicks can still get traded. I don't think it can't happen. I believe it can happen. Um, Ricky Rubio moving anywhere is, is needed. I mean, at the same point, D'Lo's down for a while. But Ricky Rubio add that veteran point guard you needed, and I is a team like the Clippers. I feel like needs that veteran point guard, just someone to to pass the ball. I heard before um, Big Shot Bob Ori, uh, Robert Ori, uh, he really said, "Why would we, you know, spend time and bring it in, and not we as the Clippers, but you know, the Clippers as a team bring in." A person who was a dribbler when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George played off of, you know, 
dribbling and setting up the basket. And it made a lot of sense to me. I don't think they need a point guard. I think this whole Ricky Rubio rumor is not real. Uh, There's a rumor about Devontae Graham being shopped around. And it's crazy because I wanted Devontae Graham for the Knicks. And this is before Melo got hurt. I know LaMelo getting hurt, I know really changes the dynamic to this trade happening. But Devontae Graham, I feel, is a perfect point guard to play for the Knicks. You do not understand me. Like, between his three-point shooting, his swagger, who he is just as a player, his mold, I feel like Devontae Graham can be the answer for the Knicks. Not Lonzo. A lot of people want Lonzo. I feel like it can be Devontae Graham. And I feel like you could pay him at a reasonable amount. He 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 does what he does, man. Devontae Graham does what he does. Spencer Dinwiddie looking like to be on a move too. Um, but his injury, I don't think people are really going to force anything in hand. He's still out. James Harden is there. All right, y'all. Let's close this out. Um... I definitely wanted to close this out talking about the topic of the play-in tournament going on this year in the NBA. I talk to a lot of people and often I bump into people who don't understand or don't uh, have knowledge of how the play-in tournaments work in this year. So the play-in tournament is something that's happening for teams 7 through 10 as they extended the NBA threshold to how many teams entered the NBA playoffs. And I think it was a brilliant idea. The idea was done in efforts to hopefully stop teams from tanking. Because now instead of just the teams 1 through 8 being in a playoff consideration, is teams 1 through 10 being in playoff consideration. And that 11th seed that dangles right there also is in contention too. So before when it was 1 through 8, you had the ninth seed that everyone always wanted to be to battle up. You know, you had epic battles before where it came down to the, the end. But now it's really going to come down to the end a lot. And it should force teams to even play better. Uh, you should see uh, less of a lopsided less of a lopsided win total for top teams. Honestly, you should. Because if everyone's trying to battle, everyone's trying to get in, everyone realizes... When low teams realize they could get into the NBA playoffs and get a bonus... And get the exposure. And because playoff basketball is different, you get experience. It's a lot of things that come in playoff basketball. Uh, playoff basketball. It's a lot. Not just the exposure, it's the experience. Even if you have a team that you know not going to a championship, you're going to learn something from playing in the playoffs that you will not learn from playing in a regular season. It's a pace you learn. It's a certain walk, a swagger your players get after that. It's a certain understanding your coach got at a game after that. If he's a coach who's fresh and hasn't been to the playoffs in a while, because every year the NBA is ever evolving like every year is going over, over uh, evolution a change and this year this playing tournament is some one of the best basketball ideas i believe to happen uh this year with the playing tournament what you're looking at is uh spots seven and eight playing in the tournament and spots nine and ten playing in the tournament now nine and ten seed play one another and then the seven and eight play one another uh, they actually are saying that it is the team with the seventh and the eighth highest winning percentage to play each other in the East, and that would be called the seven-eight game. That determines the seventh seed for the for the playoffs. So if you're in the AC, that one game, winning that one game, 
can make you the seventh seed. You understand that? That's huge positioning for going from eight seed and facing the one, and then going to seven seed and facing the two. So even at the end, you still don't know who you kind of face being one of those seven and eight teams. Uh, the team with the ninth highest highest winning percentage, the team with the 10th highest winning percentage, now those teams go on and they battle against each other. That's also a one-game elimination. Now that one-game elimination basically sits you down and lets you face the loser of the 7-8 game. The 7-8 game is you play 7-8, winner gets the 7th seed, loser gets to play the ninth. 10th winner for the AC. So it's like, yeah, you, you came here and you won and you got into the playoffs to, to you know, play a 7-8 game. But if you lose a 7-8 game, now you got to prove to them why you need to sit in the 8th spot. Like, it's not lose the 8th spot and you're in the playoffs. It's lose the 8th spot and you might be losing and out the playoffs to a team that he was either was 9 or 10 from that one game elimination. It's just crazy to see the ending because we're talking about this playing tournament starting March 8th. I mean, May 18th. Sorry, correct me. May 18th to the 21st is the playing tournament. And then you have the, uh, the NBA playoffs starting May 22nd. And this is if nothing changes due to COVID or the pandemic being out right now. Um, I think it's really going to be fun to watch this in the East because of how jammed the teams are. But I think it's going to be even funner to watch in the West because of the grit that the 7 through 11 teams play with in the West. And right now in the West, if we really want to step down and look at it, how it is currently in the West... For the seven to eight team, you have we'll, we'll start on the West Coast. We'll start on the West Coast. Seven to eight on the West Coast is Spurs, Mavericks, Warriors, Grizzlies. Right? I mean, that's seven to ten. My fault. Seven to ten is Spurs, Mavericks, Grizzlies, and Warriors. And in the order is Spurs seventh, Mavericks eight, Warriors ninth. Grizzlies 10th. Thunder 11. Thunder's right there. Thunder's actually won 19 games this year. The 10th seed only won 20 games this year. It's not that far off. They're a few games behind because of their losing percentage. Uh, but like I said, you get in a battle and you get in a tournament at the end of the year. You have less than 30 games left. It's going to be a battle to the end. NBA free agency is going to be crazy next year, but the NBA rumors that we just went over, and if anything really changes up these rankings, it's going to be a whole different playoff. I think looking at the East, the East looks fun. It just looks real fun for 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 the 7-8 to eight game to happen, and then the 9-10 to game happen, because 7-8 will be the Knicks and the Celtics. And the Knicks and Celtics face each other. I didn't mind the Knicks playing the Celtics in the playoffs at all anyway. We beat them already. Seriously, we, we really beat them and we blew them out. And I understand that that would be a coaching series. That wouldn't be a player series. Like some 
Some series comes down to playing and some series really comes down to coaching. I've always felt when Brad Stevens won series, it's always because he was the better coach. And then he had the play the players. As the players developed, I felt it was the players making sure that he was winning. But when he first began and he was winning series, it was definitely his coaching. Um so you take the Knicks, you take the, the Boston Celtics, let's say the Knicks win. Now the Knicks is seven seed. Now you have the Boston Celtics facing against the nine and ten team. The nine and ten teams are the Bulls and the Pacers. I don't see the Bulls probably making it that far. I mean, they are ahead of the paces and standings for right now. But the paces make it and now the paces if the paces make it, the paces would have to face the Celtics for the eighth spot. That means the Celtics would have played two games for the eighth spot if they lose to the Knicks and don't become the number seven seed. That is an intriguing and a super fun fun way to look at the playoffs now and i'm looking at it in a sense where you kind of now want to be one of the top teams you want to be one of the teams to be in sixth place and above sixth place because sixth place and above you don't have to do the playing tournament also if you're in seeds five and four you kind of know who you face already it's a big question on who you face if you're seeds one and two. And I know it doesn't matter to a lot of people because a lot of people feel, hey, one and two is so far ahead in the standings. Like, you know, those are shut out and those are automatically set. And I don't want you to think that because now with this play, you have so many different lineups that can happen. You can have the Knicks being the seventh seed facing the Nets. And that's what I'm praying for. I hope that happens. And you can have the Pacers being the eighth seed and facing the 76ers. And that's not a bad matchup because both those teams actually play. The Knicks and the, and the, and the, and the Pacers actually play this year. They had two All-Stars. Remember, we had Sabonis this year and we had Julius Randle being an All-Star this year. So we had two All-Stars from each team. Um, both teams changed coaches. Not both teams was a delete eight team. The Knicks were a delete eight team and they're in the playoffs. So understand it's a it's a lot that they're striving through. Uh I don't think it's gonna be a bad playoff year. I can't wait to see this play in tournament seven through eight, nine through ten. I, I definitely want to thank you guys today with for joining me and and listening to my perspective on basketball. Um as the show goes on, I promise I, I'll work on the content, how the segments go, time in, but I just experienced I, I, I love I love making these experiences of recording it. I love the experience of having feedback from friends who I pass this around to, from anyone I'm associated I, I, I tell about. I, I love that y'all can do that, and I appreciate y'all. Uh, keep listening. I hope to one day just have this down packed to where <laughs> we know what to expect almost from me, and, and I could get into... into into the deep side that I go into my thoughts with sports. Right now, I'm trying to figure out the time frame for segments and everything in a proper time and, and days how to do this. Uh, but like I said, thank you for joining me, y'all. And until next time, this is Trilogy Fox, and this has been Quarters, Halves, and Rounds. Thank you. Have a good day.